now boarding. Hello, and welcome to the Terror and Travel Show, a podcast where we tell you a hometown horror story. And then outline how you can visit this region and experience parts of the story for yourself. I am, as always, Eric Monroe Schwann, although sometimes I wish I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I always hope that you're Eric Monroe Schwann, but I, in my dreams, am Blair Allison, and typically in real life as well. So, I, I will affirm that in reality, you are Blair Allison to me every day. Good, good. Ooh, that's a relief. I feel like we haven't set the scene in a few episodes, Eric. Oh, and, get nasty. Set that scene. Oh, it's a nasty scene I'm going to set for you. <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. So, Eric, you've been visiting some friends on the other mm-hmm. side of town, right? And these are friends you haven't seen in a while. You've been having Mm -hmm. so much fun that time has simply slipped away from you, and you realize it's actually close to midnight. Now, you, like me, are not much of a couch surfer. You prefer to be in your own bed. You say your goodbyes and head on out. Now, being on the other side of town, these aren't roads that you know all that well, and Mm -hmm. the cell service is pretty spotty, so making the use of GPS nearly impossible. But oh, no. you're no, you're pretty sure you remember the way. You've got a good sense okay. of direction. You, you're pretty I sure. I don't, you got but it. I thank I thank you for giving me a good sense of direction in this story. <laughs> As you drive along the dark road that seems to last forever, you realize you do not have a good sense of direction because you made a wrong turn <laughs> several miles back. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. That's it. <laughs> Farmland and eerie looming trees are all that you can see in your limited vision. So this is not your jam. And when you think it can't get any worse, it most certainly does. There's finally a break from the trees that block most of your vision, and a narrow bridge is ahead. But just before you cross, the unthinkable happens. Oh no. Your car stalls. As you putter to a stop just before the bridge, your headlights die along with your car. So fuck this. What the hell are you supposed to do now? There's no cell service. You are stranded. Do I have OnStar? You don't have OnStar, no. Oh no! (laughs) You can't tell if it's just your current situation or if it's your surroundings, but you are scared. The feeling in the air is more than just paranoia, though. You are not alone. There is something visible in your rearview mirror. Is it Jesus? I don't think Jesus is on this stretch of road, my friend. Mustering up the courage to look up, you see it. Behind you, a distance, is what appears to be a man, surrounded by a glowing green light. Mm. You realize the grave mistake you have made. You accidentally turned onto Weary Road, and now Old Man Weary is after you. Frantic, you keep turning your keys in the ignition, willing the little car to start. Or, since you drive a Prius, you're pushing the button. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You look back in the rearview mirror, and the glowing man is closer. But finally, a reprieve. Ahead of the bridge is a sharp 90-degree turn, right? And headed towards you is another vehicle. If you can flash your lights... And if you can get them to work, maybe they'll stop and they'll help you. Because there's no way in hell you're getting out of the car right now. Mm -mm. 
I'm just smashing the like button on that Prius and flashing my <laughs> lights over and over again. But the other car is going way too fast. No! It takes the 90 degree turn like it's nothing and barrels towards you. Mr. Toad's wild right now! <laughs> and old man Weary is even closer in the rearview mirror now. Your lights won't work and the other car cannot see you in the dark. The road is too narrow, and if they don't slow down, they're going to hit you head on. There's not even enough time to think about whether you should get out and run for safety because the lights are in your eyes. Mm. And the phantom behind you is now so close you can see the wrinkles on his face. Oh god. A bright flash as you brace yourself for the impact of the oncoming vehicle to crash into you. And then... Silence. Nothing happens. Slowly, you open your eyes, and it's dark again. There wasn't even a sound of a car zooming past. Tentatively, you push the button, and your car starts up. Crossing the bridge, you cautiously peek into your rearview mirror. There's no other car, and there never was. All that's left is a light green mist where Old Man Weary disappeared into the night. Oh, his face was so wrinkly. Uh, oh, Disgusting. No. <laughs> Not the onset of age. Um, wow, okay. That was a scene set. What the fuck was that? Well, rough go of it, huh, Eric? Yeah, my Prius and I will both never be the same. <laughs> so... Weary Road is a quiet mm-hmm. country road east of Evansville, Wisconsin, and this stretch of road begins partially canopied by looming trees. I mean, if you Google Earth this, I mean, the trees are like, you can't even see the road. It's insane. And then you will cross a narrow bridge, take a sharp 90 degree turn, and then zigzag a bit until you reach the railroad tracks. So the story goes that an elderly man old man weary lived along the road and he liked to entertain local children at his home so rumors spread what do you mean by entertain what do you think i mean by entertain oh no this struck very strange for the adults in town rumors spread very quickly the adults began to panic at the thought of their children going over to this man's house so the local parents took a bit of vigilante justice one cold winter night, they quietly approached the old man's home and set it ablaze. As they watched the house burn, their relief was squandered when they heard the screaming. More than one voice. There were children inside, and they were burning to death before them. Oh, God. <laughs> I told you you were going to dookie yourself, Eric. <laughs> yeah, this is... uh nightmare material for sure tragically after the flames died out and the children were laid to rest evidence was discovered that proved old man weary was innocent that he was not a pedophile at all i don't know how that happened i guess there's just children in his house burning because he wasn't a pedophile (laughs) yeah okay Uh Mm -hmm. Mm uh-huh i'll vibe with it is this ringing any bells for you right now like is does old man weary remind you of anything like what are your kind of mid-show thoughts I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm. which I haven't seen, so this is total fake fan material right I can't now, believe I just, you. I know. I'm, I'm a bastard. 
You haven't seen The Evil Dead, though. That's true, I have not. We're just outing ourselves left and right on this show. Taking away all of our credibility. Yeah, all of our credibility just vanished. Much like Old Man Weary's house. <laughs> I'm trying to think, well, it's... It's classic outcast, maligned, with with good intentions, but is maligned by the community material. What what am I supposed to be? No, you got it. I mean, he gets okay, compared gotcha. to Freddy Krueger all the time. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. that is exactly how Krueger dies in the first ones. That's how, you know, the parents are like, mm-hmm. ooh, I don't like this guy's a, a murderer, and we we're pretty sure he's doing shit with the kids, so let's set his house on fire. Although he doesn't haunt any dreams, per se, now over a hundred years later, he does haunt the very road where he was brutally killed. That'll happen. Mm -hmm. If you visit the area, it actually seems that most of the time he'll leave you alone, but the legend is that on your third visit, you need to check your rearview mirror, and you will see him standing off at a distance, staring you down, encased in green light. And if you look away and then return your gaze to the mirror, he's closer. Every time you look back, he's getting nearer and nearer. And nobody has stayed long enough to let him get too close. So nobody really knows what happens if you let him. And the part about his house being burned down by vigilante justice, it's one of those legends where it really depends on who you ask. Because some say that Weary actually hung himself in a tree because of all the rumors that were being spread about him, that it broke his heart, and so he hung himself from the tree to escape it all. There's another story about a fire, but it's very different from the pedophile story. Others say mm-hmm. that he actually burned down his own his own house with his family all still inside. And Oh. Yeah, there is... That's less fun. It's much less fun. Well, none of these are super fun, but no, that's here true. we go. <laughs> There's a woman online who says that her husband used to live across the street from the old burned-down weary house, and the remains of the house were still there. And he said that there were some nights where he would look out towards the remains of the house and see a figure peering out one of the windows. Oh. Peaky mm-hmm. peaky. In a similar tone... There's a different story that has nothing to do with Old Man Weary. And it says that a butcher hung his entire family and the family dog from the rafters of the house. And he cut out the second story floor to do so. And the house has has since been torn down, of course. And that's all. That's even less fun, though. Um, Yeah. It's all not fun, but the dog? You had to do it to the dog? There are so many manifestations that happen on Weary Road that it's you can't even explain it. And there's no, I don't even know. There's there's so many things it could be. So, yeah, he's not the only specter to haunt Weary Road. Um, mm. oh, there's a lot of things that like uh, headlights malfunctioning, as we we heard in your story. The phantom headlights chasing you down is a big one too. There were several accounts of that of being like tailgated by these headlights and then when they turned to swerve off the road the headlights were gone and there was no car there at all i saw a couple things i didn't i didn't read into too deeply because i wanted to wait to hear your take on the story that mentioned like teenagers i mean teenagers are always around but like that the headlights possibly would have to do with some thing that happened to a pair of teenagers there or a group of yes and you would be correct so teenagers right there is actually 
<laughs> there is a true story of a young man who died car surfing on the road. That's uh, that's what I could what I could gather. So yeah, a high school student died there during the summer of 1994 doing that. There are a lot of stories of kids playing, like in the 60s, playing chicken on the road with their cars, like basically mm. like, jousting just with their cars, I assume. Oh, yeah. And apparently if you go into the woods just south of the bridge by about half a mile, you will actually find the front clip of a Ford Falcon. And that was part of a car uh, that was involved in an accident where a death did take place in the 60s. So... Oh, jinkies. These phantom headlights actually have some merit to them. In addition to those, there's one man who saw a big hairy dog that rushed towards his and his girlfriend's car. And like it it like a grim? Like a that's what it sounds like. It sounds like straight up like a grim. Uh, jumped in front of the car, you know, they swerved to not hit it and then it was gone. And this man was is convinced that it was not a dog at all, that it was some sort of monster or a grim. Mm-hmm. There's also a little girl that peeks around the trees to look at people, some people say. Everyone everyone likes peeking here. Everyone's just peeking over the windows and behind trees. <laughs> yeah, one account says that they took a video and slowed it down, and they saw the little girl in clothes that looked like it was from the 50s, and she has a basket in her hand and looks Mm-mm. to be about six. Nope. No, thank you. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> Please take that away from me. <laughs> Yeah, and so some of the other manifestations that happen there are a phantom train, a phantom motorcycle, glowing lights, um, of course the green glowing shape said to be Old Man Weary himself, and small imp-like creatures in the trees. Ooh, are can I guess what these are? Sure. From because they kind of came up in my research. Are they Tommy knockers? <gasps> I don't know. Oh, maybe they're not. Okay. Well, I don't have any info on what those are. Um, So if you do, feel free to speak on that. I'll hit it in the travel section because it's not very important. It just came up very briefly. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. They tie together. Awesome. There's glowing lights. People, often paranormal researchers, will uh, come away with scratches on their arms and legs. Mm. And there was even one account I read where a woman and her friends were going through the cornfield and she scratched up her hand pretty bad and it was bleeding. And by the time... <laughs> the dang sharp corn. The, hey, corn can be lethal. Corn is yeah, our friend, but don't mess with it, okay? <laughs> it is our friend until it isn't. Until... <laughs> <laughs> so she yeah, she cut her hand on the dang corn and was, was bleeding quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But by the time they made it out of the corn, there was no blood at all. It was like her hand hadn't been cut. Whoa. Yeah, so just disappearing blood. So Weary Road is one of those places where there are so many stories, it's it's hard to separate the fact from the fiction. Like, of all the legends we've covered, I feel like this one has the most kind of crap going on. Yeah. But there was a very real man by the name of Louis Weary, who lived from 1839 to 1918. Mm. The road is obviously named for him. And through the generations, his name has, of course, been tarnished and defiled. But by all accounts, he was, according to the Shadow State blog, a kind-hearted man who led a very average life on his farm outside of Evansville. He rests in the Weary family plot in Maple Hill Cemetery in Evansville. Again, 
kind of unlike the Loon Lake story where we have a reason why, you know, remember how Mary, there was Mm -hmm. a reason why Mary Jane was tied to this story. I couldn't find any info on why Louis Weary was tied to this story. Like maybe because the, there were so many weird things and hauntings happening on the road and because it was named for him, perhaps that's how the story kind of came about. I thought it was going to be that the teenagers hit him with the car, and then you're just constantly Ooh. living in the moment where he died over and over again. <gasps> oh, wow. Oh, that'd be crazy. I didn't see anything on that. I mean, the way I, I wrote out the story in yeah, the yeah. beginning was just like two of the scariest things that happened, and I just oh, yeah. blended them into one. Wait, what but, about the wow. ghost train, though? You can't just, like, tease a ghost train and then not give any more I don't know! It. The Obscuria website just said phantom trains, phantom motorcycles sometimes. Like, that's just what some of the witnesses see. A phantom train is wild. Audience, don't ghost ride the whip there, because there's no telling what could happen with that amount of spiritual energy. Please do not try to joust on your car. I know it's tempting. I know it's so tempting, but don't do it. Oh, that's creepy, though. I know. The last thing I'll leave you with about Old Man Weary is that Mm -hmm. I watched a YouTube video by the Green Hornet Squad where they explore the area and they speak to a local woman at a gas station who has lived in the area more than 30 years. And she claims that the foundation of the old weary house still exists off the road. So if you're ever feeling Mm. brave enough, venture out to the old homestead and see if old man weary appears for you. I rarely feel brave enough to face the day, but maybe I'll have to go give old man weary a visit. I would. Blair. Yeah. Rock County, Wisconsin. Rock County, Rock, Rock County, bitch. (laughs) Oh, that was good. I love that. Um, Sitting on the southernmost edge of Wisconsin, it is home to 163,354 people and counting. Ooh. As well as 14 golf courses, over 10 theaters and performing arts centers, 21 biking and hiking trails, 21 county parks, 13 of which have access to seven different bodies of water, and countless community events and festivals. Rock County is simply the place to be where artistic pursuits and nature go hand in hand. I Um, love that. Although artistic pursuits are often housed within buildings. So, take that as you will. I hate Uh, buildings. I hate buildings, too. But there are so many things you can do there. Um, So we're going to go through uh, just a couple of things in Rock County and then talk about some spooky stuff in Wisconsin in general. But before we even (gasps) hop in, I just have to say that we're definitely going to have to come back to Wisconsin for like... We talked at the beginning of this episode, or before we shot this episode, about doing, like, mini-sodes where we hit a couple legends at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we do that, we most certainly have to do the Hodag. Um, <gasps> oh, yeah, which, that's on our spreadsheet! Yes, I would characterize as a cryptid, but Wikipedia chooses to characterize it as a fearsome critter. which apparently is just like tall tale animals uh, jokingly said to inhabit the wilderness. But the hodag 
uh, is a large bullhorned carnivore with a row of thick, curved spines down its back. Ooh. The hodag was said to be born from the ashes of cremated oxen as the incarnation of the accumulation of abuse animals have suffered at the hands of their masters. So, oh. stay tuned for the hodag. City, it's straight out of the city of Rhinelander, and it's um, so popular that it's their high school's mascot. The Hodag <laughs> is the mascot? And they also have, like, I don't know if it's their town hall, but they have a statue of the Hodag outside of their town, some big mu municipal building. Nothing but respect for my Hodag. Love the Hodag. Stand the Hodag. But we're going to get to the spooky and not-so-spooky sites, but first off, I gotta start off the travel sode. Uh, with a gristmill alert! Oh, we haven't had a gristmill forever! Yo, and uh, Wisconsin, Rock County is delivering. Beckman Mill, six miles west of Beloit, Wisconsin, half a mile north of the Wisconsin-Illinois border, you can find the Beckman Mill. It's not even a part of a, like, big historical recreation exhibit or anything, although they do do some historical reenactments. Make no second guesses about it. We but this it. is pretty much just pure grist, baby. Nothing but the grist. It was built in 1868, and it's on the National Register of Historic Places. It's part of a larger park called the Beckman Mill County Park, and the, the park also has a large non-functional sawmill, a cooperage used for building barrels and such, a model of the Beckman House, and the Grinky Footbridge, which is a very cute name for a very cute bridge. Ginky? Grinky. G-R-I-I-N-K-E. How cute. So you can visit on weekends and do a guided tour of the grist mill. You can, of course, get married there because who wouldn't want to get married at the grist mill? You wouldn't get married at the grist mill? Oh, bet. Oh. Uh, and this, the history of this mill has actually been extensively documented, and you can check it out on their website, uh, which I think is just like beckmanmill.org. Uh, but it's seen some shit that I d can't even get into because it's so extensive here. But wow. surprisingly, it's not haunted. So if you're looking for a fun little non-haunted romp outdoors, uh, go to the Beckman Mill County Park and consider becoming a friend of the Beckman Mill. Enticing. Now the Beckman Mill is a location protected by the Rock County Historical Society, an organization which also preserves other important locations such as the Milton House which states on its website that it is the last certified underground railroad station in Wisconsin that can be toured. Wow. Isn't that sick? That is cool. When tours are available, you can have the experience of walking down the very secret passageways which guided people towards freedom. Additionally, you can tour the Milton House itself to gain a better understanding of the region's fat past. And according to the website, this region was a very early supporter of the abolition of slavery. And if that's true, that's very cool. Love it. We fuck with that. How powerful. So look, if you didn't want to get married at the grist mill. Which I question why you Anybody, yeah. Anybody who would not want to do that. What about a World War II era training ground called the Armory? Because you could get married there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, neat. Yeah. It's, Tell me all about it. It's basically a community building now that can hold a bunch of different events, but it's this very beautiful, I believe, brick structure 
check it out. There's also Tiffany Bridge, which is the world's only remaining five arch stone railway bridge. The last remaining. Last remaining in the world. That's pretty impressive. There's also Beloit College, which has the Logan Museum of Anthropology. And you know how I love my anthropology. Got that, got that minor in college. I also really enjoyed the first thing that they say on there about the museum page, which is, Beloit College is located on the ancestral territory of indigenous peoples, and we respectfully acknowledge the Potawatomi, Peoria, Miami, Meskwaki, and Ho-Chunk people who have stewarded this land. We are settlers on this land, and we recognize that colonialism is an ongoing process that must be disrupted. Museums, and in particular, anthropology museums, are complicit in constructing and perpetuating inequalities, erasures, injustices, dispossession, and misrepresentations that continue to oppress and marginalize indigenous peoples. Bow, bow, bow! Just oh, fucking out here. in your here. face! <laughs> They're Word. not fucking around. Uh-uh. You simply love to see people attempting to be ethical stewards of culture and history. Let's talk about visiting haunted Wisconsin at Yes, large. give me the spooks! And since we're a travel show, let's dive into a hotel first. We are fully venturing outside of the Rock County region, so be warned, we're going pretty far out. Wisconsin is a big place. So... <laughs> Let's start with the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee. No, I'd rather not. Well, look, the travel. I don't want to. I don't want a Fister, Eric. What? I sure don't. Look, it's it. It has a P in the front of it. It's Pfister. Yes, but the the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee was recently named by Travel Channel, the good people at Travel Channel, as the creepiest place in Wisconsin. Yo. Apparently, hands down. Supposedly, it's haunted by the uh, man it was named for, who is, of course, Charles F. Fister, <laughs> who was a tannery magnate and financier in life. Um, and he now spends his afterlife terrorizing seemingly only baseball players who stay at the oh, hotel. What? Every account of the Fister Hotel that I could see online was talking about being it being haunted. Talked about multiple players from multiple different teams staying there and having complained about their belongings being moved while they sleep, their iPods or phones vibrating or playing music uncontrollably, to the point where like multiple people asked to be moved to different hotels. How do you feel so far? Now that we've we've left the safe and educational confines of Rock County into broader Wisconsin. I feel thoroughly fisted. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute chaos. Sorry, okay. Mom. Sorry, sorry also, Mom. Let's move on to the Marable Hotel, or Hotel Hell, if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't an actually a hotel because it's now a ruin. What? And, and boy howdy, if any ruin has ever looked as haunted as this ruin looks, I'd like to see it. However, the former owners have sworn up, down, left, and right that this place is not haunted. But this hasn't stopped the proliferation of stories that ghosts and flashing lights have appeared over the walls, that witches come to perform ceremonies at the ruins, and that there's a well on the property which leads into hell. 
which is a fun little rhyme as well as just an image that I want to be in my life. Cute! You're now a homeowner. You're showing people around your house and you go back into your backyard and you're like, that well? You see that well right there? Leads directly into hell. Straight into hell. Hey, Straight hey, hell. hey, guess what? Watch this. If you throw a Mike and Ike down there, it'll come back up as a hot tamale. It's one of the funniest things I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I hate myself. I don't think the owners want you on their property, so maybe just look at photos online. But there are also some caves nearby, which is also well, spooky. Probably also go straight to hell. Yeah, you know, it happens. The Baraboo Inn is not a hotel, surprisingly. But it was formerly a longtime brothel. Now it's a restaurant and bar haunted by the spirits of cowboys and sex workers. Mm. In a video by the good people at Food Network on their YouTube, it was rated one of the top 10 most haunted restaurants in the USA. But I saw several naysayers online attempting to decry its status as haunted, along with actually the Maribel Hotel. The Walker House started as a cave carved out from limestone and sandstone by Cornish miners who used the space to live and work in the 1820s. Oh, wow. So these days you can visit and have um, a little spot of lunch on Fridays and Mondays uh, in two of the original caves. Be sure to leave some of your little pasty crust on your plates to appease the Tommyknockers. <gasps> We're back. So apparently Tommyknockers are elf-like ghosts who live in these caves, which is just fun. Not related to the Stephen King novel, I don't think. Oh, I thought that Tommyknockers were the spirits of miners who died in the in the caves. They may be that as well. There's probably It's probably a species and there are different, you know, genuses to the... Wait, I don't know how those things work. Por que no los dos. You know what I mean, you know? Yeah, yeah, some yeah. cats are lions and some are little tabbies. That's what I mean. If, if there's anything I know about cats, it's that. Mm-hmm. So now we're gonna go to not actually haunted Wisconsin, but rather haunted houses. The haunted houses in Wisconsin have something that I, I'm sure maybe other places that we've covered have had this and we just haven't clocked onto it yet, but like, outdoor haunted house experiences where you are hiking while these things are happening to you. Oh, fun! At night? No, I hate it. I hate <laughs> it and it sucks. No, it does It does actually seem very fun. So like a haunted trail, like a haunted woods? Yes, exactly. Oh, those are the best kind of haunteds! So I have a story about haunted woods, and it's, it's a brief story, but when I was a kid living in Minnesota, Carver Lake uh, was my neighborhood specifically. Not too far from where this story is taking place. There was trails, there were trails by my house and every October they would do like a haunted woods. And it was really short. It was like a family friendly thing, but it's still pretty scary. My dad decided to take me, my best friend, my little brother, and then um, a neighbor kid who was about my brother's age. So about three or four years younger than me. And my best friend and I are just like, do 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 we're walking through it. Ooh, that was scary, this is so much fun. We're probably like 10 or 11 at the time. And <laughs> my dad's carrying my brother who probably couldn't care less about what's going on around him. Mm. And the neighborhood, the neighbor kid was screaming and crying so bad. <laughs> and my, oh wait, no, because 
there was two kids, my best friend's little sister and the neighborhood kids, because they were all the same age. Uh-huh. He wasn't holding my brother, he was holding both the little girls because they were both screaming and crying and holding on to him. And oh my it got god. To point, he was having to call ahead to me and my friend, he was like, watch your brother, watch your brother. We're like, okay, do 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 do. <laughs> and to the point where he had to like look at the scare people and be like, no, 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 we're done. Uh uh, please don't. And they were yeah, like, yeah. They were like, okay. And they just, they, they stopped jumping out at him because the, the girls were so scared. I would have been those girls at that age, me. <laughs> he still talks about that. And he was like, I can't believe I had to carry both those kids all the way through that thing. And y'all were just, do, 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 do. I love that your brother just could not give less of a fuck. Nope, I just took him by the hand and was like, let's go. So now I, I don't have a clean loop back around to Weary Road, but we can come back to... Rock County for some fun restaurant names. Mm -mm -mm. We haven't done this in a few episodes. We haven't. First off, my apartment, Pub and Grill. What? <laughs> the audacity to just name your <laughs> restaurant my apartment. I'm shook. Followed by the Velvet Buffalo Modern Italian. Mm. You check out Berkeley's Burgers, Brews, and dogs. And dogs! And you better believe dogs is spelled D-A-W-G-S. <laughs> We've also got the Dingling Supper Club. Shut up. Say it again. <laughs> Dingling Supper Club. <laughs> Shut up and say it one more time. <laughs> You're telling me two contradictory uh, <laughs> things right now. It is the Dingling Supper Club. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll finish off with Rigatoni's Deli and Restaurant in Delavan. Can you get Rigatoni there? Yes, hell yes you can. Oh, thank but God. bet it's spelled R-I-G-A dash T-O-N-Y. Because we're getting fun with that naming. Finally, Someplace Else Restaurant 2. Oh, 2! Two. 2, the sequel. No way! Yeah, that that is all I had for you. But uh, we'll definitely be coming back to Wisconsin <laughs> for some other stuff. This was very slapdash, but... Um, Lots of fun stuff in Wisconsin. Yeah, there, there are a lot of things I want to come back to in Wisconsin. So each week on the pod, we like to highlight a uh, regional charity that you can support if you so wish. We're obviously living in the time of COVID-19, uh, so travel is not the best option. If you have extra money laying around that you are hoping to donate somewhere, we encourage you to consider donating it to Nature's Edge Therapy Center. So their mission is, uh, they're founded in 2001 with the mission of providing more effective, innovative therapeutic treatment for patients with special needs. Initially, the center provided only speech and language therapy three days a week, but in the spring of 2002, Nature's Edge became a full-time rehabilitation center operating five days a week and expanding its services to include physical and occupational therapy. Their mission statement is to provide the highest quality of intensive rehabilitation by qualified and licensed staff to our patients and their families in a safe, natural, and motivational setting, promoting the human-animal bond. Their ultimate goal is to facilitate their patients' independence and integration into family, school, and society. Very cool. So they have 
one, a bunch of different therapists, which match with patients just based on what the best fit would be. But they also do the same thing with animals. So you can, if you have a child who's neurodivergent, you can have them come ride on a horse and just get kind of like a touch sensation therapy with that. They also have pigs and a bunch of different other animals. Really wonderful. And I, I highly suggest everyone check out the video in their About Us page on their website, which is naturesedgetherapycenter.org. I love therapy through animals. I think it can be just so powerful. Hell yes. So check them out. Thank you guys for listening. Stay safe. Stay well. Mm -hmm. Wear your mask. We love you very, very much. You can check us out on Instagram at terror and travel show and individually at underscore Danger Blair. And at Schwan Lake. I want to give a little shout out to our editor, Mackenzie Wilkes, our long-suffering editor, (laughs) who is extremely talented and also has several podcasts. Check her out at Mackenzie Wilkes, M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-W-I-L-K-E-S. Check out her podcast, Wisteria Gaze, at Wisteria Gaze underscore on Insta, and Dungeon Wives. Um, which I have been enjoying listening to and is a D&D podcast where she plays with her partner and it's super cute. Yay. We love Mackenzie very much. The plugs are in the bag and now we make our way off into the night. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.